This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Brazil? Peru. Oh, Peru, Peru. China. China? Yeah. Do you speak English? English? <laughs> A little. A little, yeah, perfect. Where where in China? Uh, where, uh, Beijing, where, where from China? Uh, Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Shenzhen, yeah. How long, how, uh, how long did it take to get here? Uh, um, China? China. China, China? A month? A month. One month? Yeah. yeah. No. Big group. So they've already had close to 300 tonight, the second group that uh, that they've had. And now, you know, you see the Border Patrol assets that are having to be utilized here. Uh, the cars, the personnel, and what they worry about is where, where are there groups of one or two or four that are coming through while everyone's focused on, you know, the immigration processing here. Essentially, the the reservation here, right, begins. And then right where that car is driving that, uh, just this side, there's a large date grove of trees right there. Inside of that is one of the the, uh, drop houses. And so they will come from the Mexicali airport, they will wait right there, and then they will cross in, in groups. How many people do you think have been processed through that drop house? Because oh you and I have been to this exact spot. 500,000 people. At, through one little at house? A, at a minimum of $6,000 a person, right? At a minimum. More from different countries of origin. And this is where, Matt, they've been able to ascertain that uh, we have enemies of the state that are crossing right here, and this is where they've been able to weed them out on that first scan. So, and how many hours will most of these people be released in the in, in 48 hours? 48 hours. Every, I mean, the 100 plus certainly that you see here will be walking among our fellow Americans. And many of these people get super impatient when it takes longer than 48 hours because they have plans, Matt. They put their life on hold, and they get upset when they have to go through this process. Forbid we yeah. Deal with their plans. The bottom line is, one way or the other, they get released in the in- interior of our country. Now, while we see this group of, which will be probably 550 to 650 today, that would be representative of a 20% number, Matt, that we talked about before, that are somewhere out there who are evading police. They're not giving themselves up. Those are the gotaways. Those are the people who are coming here with nefarious purposes. Uh, Who are they? Where are they going? And we've got more than 1.2 million of those people that have come across in the last 20 months. China? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He's my mother-in-law. Thank you. What do you make of that? This is the first time I've seen Chinese uh, at the border. Uh, We've been hearing from the local officials that they're paying a far higher rate 
to the coyotes, and so they're you know more more precious cargo. It costs the coyotes the same amount to move somebody over that they're charging you know, seven thousand, and some they're charging seventy thousand, and um, tens of thousands of dollars for the Chinese to be able to get over. And now the border patrol agent I just spoke to indicated that there are Chinese in almost every group. It used to be you'd get the Salvadorian group, the Guatemalan group. Now, I mean, here you had Nepalese, Indian, Colombians, Peruvians, um, folks from all over, Brazilians, and uh, this this new trend to have Chinese in every group. Uh, that's got to concern our country. President Trump were in office, how much different would it be? Well, when President Trump were in office, we actually put downward pressure on this illegal migration, and we had to have tough policies, and we had to work with nations that had been taking advantage of us. And they had to take back their expats, or they saw impact on foreign aid and other diplomatic impact. And so we actually used the full power of our country to preserve our sovereignty rather than allowing it to be extinguished and diminished. Absolutely stunning, stunning video. We're going to get Ben Burkwam from Real America's Voice, who, by the way, has not had sleep. Talk about a guy that needs his MyPillow 2.0. He has not had any sleep doing the amazing job in East Palestine, then get on the plane, get there at 3 in the morning, and then outdo the Yuma coverage all day yesterday. Incredible. couple of hits on here and hits all over the Real America Voice channel. And then to stay up all night and go out overnight with, with Matt Gates. But before I get to Ben, i got to go back to Cortez. Cortez, this really is your wheelhouse of everything. You've been the, you, you were the guy that first identified this, etc. And I want the audience to understand something. The world is laughing at us. When I say laughing at us now, you've got to take it personally. They're laughing at me and they're laughing at you because we tolerate politicians that will allow this. This is a joke. Right. This is a sick joke. And, right, and the other thing, the other buried lead there on Senjen is a garden spot. Senjen's near Old Canton and, you know, right on the mainland side from Hong Kong. That is the Silicon Valley of, uh, of um, you know, it's one of, the, one of the Silicon Valleys, you say. But it's a garden spot in China. You don't think those folks know that things are bad over there and it's going to get a lot worse when the shooting war starts over Taiwan? They're heading out, baby. If they got to go through Mexico, they got to go through Mexico. But they're getting out. Steve Cortez, why does that video right there speak to everything that is currently wrong with this country right now, sir? Right. Well, this is such troubling but really important footage for the audience to see because the reality is that if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. And effectively right now, the U.S. border has been vaporized by the choices of Joe Biden. And not only is that dangerous and reckless for our country, but I'm also glad that the great Congressman Gates there mentioned and the Border Patrol folks mentioned that it's one of the biggest transfers of money, of wealth and power in all of human history from these illegal migrants to the Mexican cartels. Uh, They said a minimum of $6,000 per person times thousands of people per day the Mexican cartels, which were already wealthy and powerful, um, are becoming much more powerful now than the Mexican government. And think of the long-term risks of that, of having a true narco state um, with, with absolute piles of cash from these illegal migrants that we have allowed into our country, who must pay them an exorbitant toll for, for permission to come into our country. Um, imagine the power of those cartels and the dangers for the United States of having that right on our border, if not across our border. 
in the United States. Now, thankfully, the American people are starting to turn markedly against Joe Biden's recklessness and his open border. If we can pull up chart number one, please. I want to show polling. This was from a story put out by Axios. And, and Steve, you know Axios is, is basically a PR agency for corporate America. So they don't like to put stories like this out. But even they were willing to acknowledge, and this was their headline, Americans turn against immigration. So this is polling data showing Republicans, independents, and Democrats pulling data going back 20 years saying, do you want decreased immigration to the United States? So primarily here, Steve, speaking about legal migration, forget about the illegal, which of course should be, there should be zero tolerance. This is legal immigration to the United States. And notice that among Republicans, first of all, in every group since Biden took office, you see on the far right side of that chart, a, a marked upsurge, right? Uh, groups wanting decreased immigration to the United States. Among Republicans, we're now at 71 percent on decreased immigration to the United States. We're nearing almost a unanimous opinion. But even among independents, that number has almost doubled. When Biden took office, only 20 percent of independents wanted decreased immigration. It's now 36 percent. And even among Democrats, Steve, the number was almost zero wanted decreased immigration when Joe Biden took office. It is now shot up to 19 percent. It's obviously nowhere near where Republicans are, but still uh, the trend here is aggressively higher, meaning wanting sovereignty for this country, wanting decreased immigration to the United States. Totally understandable to connect this discussion to our prior one. Totally understandable in a time of tremendous economic anxiety, Steve. When real wages are crashing in the United States for American citizens, the worst economic idea I can think of is importing millions of new workers to compete unlawfully and unjustly in the labor market against American citizens, further depressing wages for our country. So Americans are waking up uh, to this reality. The trend is in our favor. And Steve, I think it has to be zero tolerance on illegal immigration. And I also believe, and I might be an outlier on this, but I think that people are coming around to this way of thinking. It's also time, even no. on legal immigration, it's time for a moratorium. Yep. It is time for a pause. We need Moratorium. a timeout on, on immigration to this country, even legal. Before I let you go, by the way, 100 percent has got to be zero immigration on any front. And let's talk about yesterday they announced 110 refugees from Ukraine. Look, the Ukraine war is a, tra a tragedy, but the countries and this is my point about NATO not really being allies. That 110,000 refugees should be in the Hungary and Romania and in 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 Poland because the purpose is they're going to go back when the fighting stops. You get here to the United States, they're going to permanently be here. That's not the deal. The right. deal we shouldn't be taking any refugees from Ukraine. None, zero, the null set. Because they're not going to go back. This is like Afghanistan. They should have gone into the regional countries and when things are sorted, they're going to go back to their home country and help rebuild their home country. We got enough folks here that can rebuild it. Before I let you go and, and go to Burkwam, I just want everybody to understand a central piece of the Fed and the Biden regime's stated program to bring inflation down is to flood the zone with illegal right. alien labor. Is it not, sir? They keep saying yeah. the biggest problem, because, you know, Steve, I, the, big, the biggest problem here, and I just want to make sure everybody in the audience understands this. The single biggest problem we have in inflation, by far the biggest, is the wages that the people in East Palestine, Ohio, and in Yuma, Arizona, and in inner city Baltimore, and in Detroit, and in East St. Louis, uh, and, and all over the country. It's, it's the working class, the lower class. The biggest problem we have is their wages are too high. 
So yeah. to, in order to bring inflation down, our number one priority should be and, – and the statistic they pulled out, we've pulled out – is Brad pulled it out? It's it's. They've already announced in the last report one million illegal aliens have joined the workforce, and they're bragging about it because right. that's the number one priority. Because you know, Steve, the number one the problem we've got is East Palestine, Ohio, and the good citizens in the Rio Grande Valley and in Yuma, Arizona, the working class. Their wages are too high, sir. Right. No. Uh, let, let's ask them, by the way, if they think that they're being paid too much as middle-class Americans completely struggle to survive right now. That is the reality, you know, again, not my opinion, as reflected, as revealed by the numbers. Car loans, subprime car loans at an all-time high, overall car loan delinquencies at the highest level since 2009, okay? That's the reality. That's what Americans are dealing with. Inflation is not because they're making too much money. It's because Biden declared war on domestic American energy, and Biden and the Congress have been expending exorbitantly on an absolute orgy of borrowing and spending. That is why inflation is out of control in this country, not because salt-of-the-earth working-class Americans are making too much money. Steve Cortez, how can people get to your content? How, how can they get to all of it? Yeah, please follow me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez, Steve Cortez with an S. Appreciate it. Everybody have a fantastic weekend ahead. Thank you, brother. Okay, uh, we're going to get to a second. Ben Burkwam, who's very tired and sleepy, is going to hang with us. We're going to start come back to him in the next break. I just want to make sure this is the tale of three cities. This is the central beating problem of our beloved republic right now. You have an elite, you have an Atlanticist elite, I might say an Atlanticist white elite that is absolutely obsessed uh, with, uh, with, with Europe and all things in Europe. And they're absolutely obsessed by not having the European elite pay anything for this. You don't see folks in, in, in Davos, Switzerland or in Austria or in northern Italy or in France or all the great ski resorts of, uh, of Europe all the fancy places in, in the West End of uh, London, right? All the beautiful places in Paris, Belgium, you just name it, Germany. Go to those great, go, see, see the wealthy there. They're not pitching in anything for this, zero. You're underwriting NATO. Europe's a vassal state, okay? We don't make them pay. And you got Joe Scarborough and these guys running around, rubbing up on them, right? How lovely it is, how great allies, how we strengthened the alliance with your money, while there's an invasion on the southern border that's in your face, and they tell you it's part of our plan. And they give you the fare thee well, devil catch the hindmost in East Palestine, Ohio, and in western Pennsylvania. Short commercial break. The intrepid Ben Burkwam will join us momentarily. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, we're going to have, uh, in a little while, we're going to have uh, the Oklahoma County GOP is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about this big event we've got in, in Oklahoma City on Saturday night, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at the Cowboy Museum Hall of Fame. We want everybody there. You are not going to forget it. We get to do a meet and greet, get to meet everybody and hang out and uh, get to give the uh, Reagan, uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Reagan, let's get in the right order, the Lincoln Reagan Day din- uh, dinner speech. Um, also, you know, hey, Ben Burkwam, let me get you, I'm actually part of the pitch. Burkwam, Burkwam, tell people, before we get to everything that's going on in your, in that incredible footage, just your schedule, you, you got up in the middle of the night, you got to East Palestine, which is not easy, 
That is that is not an easy location to get to. You did the incredible on-the-scene reporting there. Then you hurried back to the airport, left us with some great uh, segments we could play, went back to the airport, got on a plane. You got into, what, Tucson at 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning, all day at the Yuma coverage, which was incredible. Um, and then you go out. What time did Gates took you out when? And, and you were all night with Gates? Yeah, we went out uh, this morning at 3 a.m. again, and then we're out to about 5 this morning. And, and by the way, we started, so I want to got... say this, we, before we got to East Palestine, we started in Asbury. So I took my family, we did a nine-hour drive to Asbury. Oh, that's right, it's that's right. It's been a pretty epic, yes. epic, no, epic hold journey it. so you, far. Hold it, I forgot then, to hang on. And then back you to East the, Palestine the... tonight. <laughs> okay, hold it. This is, this is, he goes to the Revival. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Amen. he goes to East Palestine. Amen. Incredible job. Come back in the middle of the night. Get in Tucson. Tucson's not easy to get to. Get to Tucson at 3 in the morning. Uh, you do the entire Yuma thing. What yesterday was incredible. I mean, it's so important to take these things on the road. Then you get then Gates shanghai's you, and he's got you out at 3, <laughs> three in the morning at 5. <laughs> now you're going to go back. Now you're going to go back to East Palestine, which is fantastic. Tell me about, um, by the way, so I'm going to make the plug right now. You could not do this if you did not sleep on the products of my pillow, correct? A hundred percent. Yeah, I can't. You know, and I. By the way, just so you know, you had to rub it in a little bit. My two point is in the mail. I think it's actually at my house now, which I'm not at. Uh, so I don't even get to sleep on it. I just uh, had them shipped, oh, and man. so I'm. I cannot wait. I haven't even tried the two yet, uh, but I do have. I travel everywhere. Even when I was in the Darien Gap of Panama, I had my my pillow travel pillow. You can't go home without it. Well, I got to tell you, the 2.0, go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORM right now, the 2.0. We're going to make sure. By the way, Ben, if yours is not at home and you don't get to East Palestine, we'll have somebody drive one down. to. We'll, somehow we'll get one to you. You got to get the 2.0. 2.0. Give me buy one, one CPAC. get one free right Give now. Give me one at CPAC. Best, best, <laughs> best. I'll carry it around the, CPAC the, with the me. The problem is... I, the the problem is I'm afraid you're going to get it and you'll be sleeping all the time. I need you, I need you on point. Ben, <laughs> this is... For, for, before talking right. about Gates, before talking about Gates, I want to give a synopsis of this incredibly powerful, and I want to give a hat tip to uh, Chairman Jordan for doing this, and Andy Biggs for coming up with the idea, and the folks in Arizona, and we know we have a huge posse out there. Not only are you not forgotten, you're, you're, you're the centerpiece of this. That and the Rio Grande Valley are the centerpieces of this problem on the southern border. Tell me about the tell me about the testimony yesterday and then let's talk about what you found out with Matt Gates. Well, it it's it, as you said, it's stunning. Uh and and it just shows the abandoned, you know, we talk about the forgotten man. I would call it the abandoned man. The ab- abandoned American citizens just like in East Palestine, down here in Yuma, Arizona, all along our southern border, all along the interior of America. Any any of the producers, if you one of my favorite books of all time was Atlas Shrugged. And you talk about the looters and the producers. We are in that time right now where the looters are being amplified and glorified and the producers are being crushed under the boot of the left. And that's what we're, we're seeing. So down here in Yuma, you talk about the impacts of illegal immigration's open borders. They started off with the director of the healthcare system down here. They are going bankrupt covering illegal alien costs. And they can't not. I mean, their job, he even said it. He said, we will not turn anyone away. That's our job to heal the sick and, and take care of the, 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 the ill and dying and injured. So the, the health care system is crumbling down here. We talked to the board of supervisors, actually Jonathan Lyons. He was out there with us this morning, early this morning. He was the other one in that interview. 
and the county is being bankrupted by this and, and the impacts to the county and the impacts to rural agriculture. People don't realize all of the lettuce that you eat basically in America during the winter comes from Yuma, Arizona, the vast majority of it. Central Valley of California, which is also being crushed by the left, and then uh, the, the, here in, in Yuma, Arizona. And then we had Sheriff Wilmot, one of my friends down here, talking about the impact on their resources, the amount of dead bodies that they're finding, the, the bodies out in the desert, the impact of cartels in their community, and that impact, everything that happen, is happening here. It's a microcosm of what's spreading, the cancer that's spreading across America. Uh, it's 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 absolutely shocking. But I think the most shocking part, it's not surprising, but it's shocking, is the fact that you had this judiciary hearing uh, 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 field hearing yesterday and not a single Democrat bothered to show up. Nadler couldn't be bothered to come here. Swalwell couldn't be bothered to come here. None of these open borders, pathetic liberals could find the time to come down to the working class people, to the community of Yuma, Arizona, because they haven't forgotten about them. They've abandoned them. You're a veteran of uh, of doing a lot of this. You, you actually went to the Venezuela and Colombian border and came all the way up through the Darien Gap. You've been at the border so many times for us and then through the years before even War Room. Uh, but I want to talk about Gates last night and some of the shocking realities that exist today with the cartels and particularly people from all over the world coming. And they're coming because they know they got to come now because they understand that Biden's yeah. opened the door for them. And as soon as Biden's gone, it's over. So walk me through your experience, and, and quite frankly, the shocking video that you've put up from your overnight uh, mission with uh, Congressman Matt Gates. Well, first off, it's just an honor to, to uh, be able to hang out with uh, such a patriot. Matt Gates is amazing. And so we need more like him. We need more that are going to put their, their foot down. And when it comes to picking a, a leader in the House that are willing to stand up and say, we're not budging unless we get what's best for the American people. And he also comes down here and says, I want to actually see for myself. He's obviously a, a Florida congressman, and this border doesn't touch his state, but the impacts obviously do. And so we, we went down, and, and, and immediately, as soon as we arrived there, three, at past 3 o'clock in the morning, we had a group of about 100. And you saw that. We went down the line. A couple things to note. Peru is falling apart. Uh, that the, the majority of people that we saw last night were from Peru. Another failed uh, corrupt state. And you, you know, Kamala Harris, if you're watching this, Joe Biden, if you're watching this, you want to talk about root causes. It's very, very simple. It's socialism, communism, corruption, and leftism. You guys are the problem. That's where we're seeing these people come. We have a large contingent now coming from Brazil to get away from Lula. Uh, and then you go down the line, people from Georgia, from Europe. But then the big one that, that Matt is really concerned about are the, the Chinese. And the, the big issue is it's it's uh, the strategy of the CCP. You know, you have people escaping China, escaping communism, but you also there's no question about it. They, you have threats to America that have been introduced to these illegal immigrants that are that are being pumped in by the CCP. So it's you know, it's it's death by a million cuts. It's death by a million invaders. It's the end of, of sovereignty of America if we don't stop it. And, and you just saw that. I mean, in, in, in talking to the supervisor and talking to Congressman Gates and talking to the people there, it's just, it's, it's so bad. And this is at a time, Steve, where the Democrats said they've done something. You know, this is after they said, oh, we're going to force the, the illegals to stay in Mexico. We're going to grant them the parole on the Mexico side. It's just a lie. It's a, it's a, absolute lie. Mayorkas is a liar. Joe Biden is a liar. Kamala Harris is a liar. These people are liars and they don't care because they never get called out for it. It's 
they need to be held accountable. They need to be removed from office. They need to be impeached, and they need to be prosecuted for what they're doing to this country. Tell, tell me, and that's why, uh, remember, it was the Judiciary Committee that's down there. I think that's incredibly important, yeah. Andy Biggs, Gates, and, uh, and, and Jordan. I wanted to talk about two things. I've got a couple of minutes here before we go to break. We want to hold you through the break. But I want to talk about the morale of the front line, the, the brave men and women of the Border Patrol, and then also the residents of, of Yuma. Yuma's not a Republican city, right? It's got, it's got a lot of Democrats down there. But talk to me about Yuma and, and the local folks. Uh, where are their heads at on this right now? And tell me about the morale of the uh, of the fierce warriors of the border patrol it's actually Yuma is actually a fairly conservative city because it's got such a large military contingent here uh, and, and even the Hispanics here are heavily conservative they're they're uh, turning they were Trump supporters uh, like we saw the waves across the border Yuma was one of those waves and so you have a very large conservative contingent now you of course you still have Democrats here but uh, speaking first to the border patrol they uh, it's it, they're almost um, apoplectic is probably the best word. They just are kind of doing their job. You can see the lights are out in the eyes. I mean, they're just out there. They're, they're performing the function and, and there's just, they're, they're desperate. They're desperate, but I think they realize no, there's no help coming to them. I mean, it's not coming from my orcas. It's not coming from Biden. And so the guys that are on the lines, they go out every single day, they strap their boots on every single day. They go out to do their job to protect America and they're turned into Uber services for the cartels. And you can tell it's, it's just, it's wearing on them. And I, you know, that's why we see, sadly, we see the, the, uh, the, the tragedy and suicide with Border Patrol. We see it a lot in military. Now we're starting to see that. So if you have Border Patrol friends or family, let them know that you love them, that you're with them, that you stand with them, that the American people are with them, uh, that we're with them, the show's with them, that it's going to get better. This, this is not going to, we're, we're not going to let this lose. And the same thing to the people of Yuma. We're with you. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Tell me about this. Go back. Uh, we got 30 seconds. Tell me about the suicides with the Border Patrol. What's the issue? Yeah, we're seeing a, a dramatic rise in suicides over the last several months. And if you watch uh, Art Del Cueto, he's, he's been posting all of them as they've been happening. And, uh, and it's, it's all the frontline guys. It's all the guys down in, in uh, south of Tucson. It's guys down in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and it's, you know, it's an absolute, it's, it's an American tragedy. Uh, it's a tragedy of, of, of patriotism, of, of justice in America. These guys that swore an oath, many of them military veterans, and, are, and, they're, and they're dying because they can't do their job. Ben, just hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. We've got uh, Ben Harnwell. It's the first uh, anniversary of the war in Ukraine, the beginning of the Third World War. We've got the invasion of the southern border with Ben Burkwam, Harnwell in Rome, Burkwam on the southern border. We're going global, Oklahoma City. And we're also going to talk to you about hope and a conference about hope all next to the war. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, I want to go to Ben Perkins. Ben, uh, we've had the situation with the individuals charged with first-degree murder, and people are questioning now. Um, people went to the alternative site, and enough money was raised to, to, to work through his bail issue. But I, uh, people are shocked, given you got Sheriff Lamb and other sheriffs we bring on here. How did a sheriff down there charge this guy and, 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 and worth the prosecutor charge him with first-degree premeditated murder, sir? Well, let me explain who this sheriff is, ha Sheriff Hathaway of Sierra Vista, uh, Arizona. He's one of two sheriffs that actually endorsed 
uh, Katie Hobbs. He and the sheriff of Tucson, Arizona, and that should tell you a lot. I actually interviewed him a few months ago, and it was one of the saddest interviews I've ever had. I was standing in Nogales with him, and he said uh, they don't have a drug problem. They don't have a cartel problem. They don't have an illegal immigration problem. That's all hype made up. Uh, by fear mongers. And as we were doing the interview, a drug trade happened behind us through the fence. This guy, uh, it's, it's a shame that he, that Nogales, that Arizona has him as their sheriff. He is the one, uh, the sheriff that over, that, that uh, decided to go after this, this uh, citizen down there, this elderly citizen down here is simply trying to protect his property and protect his, his life. I mean, these people are at war. If you don't live on the border, I mean, I hear this every single day, and I'm down here all the time, but the people that live on the border, this is a war zone, Steve. You've got cartels, and especially down in that area, the Sinaloa cartel have heavily armed bunkers. We just took several of their bunkers out, the Mexican military did, on the Mexican side of the... I actually filmed those with the drone uh, a few months ago. They are... They're militarized, and they're they're terrorizing these communities. And for them to go after this guy uh, as... as, uh, as uh, it's just It's just disgusting. Uh, I don't know anything about the DA. All I know is this is was bound yeah. to happen and it's going to happen more often. And rather than protecting the citizens, these people are protecting the cartel. Yeah, yeah we're going to get all over this. Okay, Ben, uh, what's all the social media we can get to? I know you're heading back to East Palestine for more reporting. Uh, give us your coordinates. America's Voice News, guys. Share it everywhere. Tag everyone. This is the place to get it. You're not getting this content anywhere else. Frontlineamerica.com is my independent page. Uh, Carrie Donovan does some incredible articles on the, the reports we're doing. And then social media at Ben Burkwam, except on Twitter because they banned me on Twitter. Uh, so at Ben Burkwam on Getter, on Truth, on Clout Hub, and then uh, Frontline America. You can find me just about everywhere. Last name B E R G Q U A M. It's an honor to be a part of the posse, Steve. Well, and, and now know why you get all the, you know, now know why you got all the good work done. John Frederick's got Bowserman, and you've got uh, Kerry uh, Donovan, who's just fantastic, a great warrior, and, and incredibly smart awesome. and hardworking. She's so awesome. you guys keep it up. You're doing terrific. Okay, brother, see you back Thank in you. East Thank Palestine. You, ben Burkwam. Okay, uh, Patrick Coffin. Patrick, come on. You've got a, a, a conference I want everybody to know about. Uh, that's coming up about hope. I think people need, need someone hope, and the speakers you have are amazing. But I want to start this off by talking about we had you on. It was a year and a half ago, I think, it seems like that, when we had you on for your first conference. And I remember we promoted the conference. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't when you first went up, it was a global conference online. You had all these big speakers. I think it was out of the Vatican. Didn't they shut you down? And like the, they tried to shut you down like the first five minutes and, and try to do a DDoS attack. Do I, my, is my memory correct on this, sir? Yeah, it is. It's almost two years since uh, the Truth Over Fear Summit, which uh, got together 40 top speakers. And in the middle of um, Senator Scott Jensen's talk, at the very opening, 52,000 people all of a sudden saw um, blank screens. The company that uh, carried us took us offline. Uh, obviously, they were, they were pressured. Um, I also received a permanent ban from our good friends at, at YouTube. And we fought back and worked uh, day, day, day after night after day after night to put the whole thing on again seven days later. Luckily, all the speakers could do it. And that meant that we were the um, official or the unofficial uh, competitor to this uh, ridiculous uh, cabal-run pro-Pfizer, pro-Moderna featuring Hillary Clinton's um, speaking at the Vatican, some kind of health conference. So that was a, that was a providential thing. 
That was fifty-two thousand. No, no, people. this was this was this 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 was a huge. This was a huge. You did Truth Over Fear. You had some great speakers. We had you on a bunch to get people. Yeah. You know, we'd love giving the audience alternatives to do. And then I remember the thing launched. They go, "Hey, Steve, it got taken down in the first speaker." And I go, "What are you talking yeah. about?" And then they said, "Oh, the company got pressure from Big Pharma and from all the guys on the left to take it down." Of course. If you watch that today in the tapes, everything that was said there was 100% accurate, right? This is the thing, what they're doing. Talk to me. I love this. I love this uh, hope is fuel. And I particularly love that you've got some incredible speakers, not only our own Royce White, but you've got what Archbishop Strickland, you just got. So tell us, why is hope is fear? uh, Hope is fuel. Why Mm -hmm. is hope fuel? Walk us through the whole concept of this. If you consume media as most of your audience do, Steve, uh, you're going to be subject to 24-7 fear porn, whether it's World War III fears or a stock market crash, or you've got the upside down president in Washington, the upside down hope in Rome, uh, everything's topsy-turvy. And the idea of hopelessness or fear or despair, ennui, depression, anxiety, call it whatever you want, it's universal. Liberals feel it, progressives, traditionalists, conservatives, patriots, people who couldn't care less. We all... uh, there's a sense that there's a pall over the world. And the way I used to put it a couple of years ago was it feels like we're galloping toward the abyss. Now it feels like the abyss is galloping toward us. So uh, myself and my business partner, Ryan Moreau, wanted to kind of punch back in the opposite direction and provide hope from several different angles, from the point of view of mental health without throwing dangerous drugs at your brain. Uh, what, what are you putting in your mouth? What are you eating? What's, how are you taking care of yourself? Um, you just had a great report on, on the challenges that law enforcement face. That's all part of this Hope is Fuel mix. So hopeisfuel.com is the, is the URL. It's going to happen on March uh, 18th. So it's coming up. Uh, we have a specialist from Canada, very brave uh, psychologist named Dr. Ann Gillies on thriving after childhood trauma. You mentioned Royce White and his uh, diagnosis with generalized anxiety disorder. We have uh, the great Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, going to talk about the hope from an, an eternal uh, perspective. Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan, you may have had Dr. Bregan on your show, The Conscience of Psychiatry on Depression as Loss of Hope. Uh, Dr. Mark McDonald, child psychologist from, uh, psychiatrist rather from LA. Uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, this dynamic young physician from, uh, from Florida. These are all ideal war room guests, by the way, Steve. Um, I'd love to connect you with all of them. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam Lane Smith. No, we, on I want Catholic. to have him in the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we want to have him. On. We've had Dr. Bregan and obviously Royce, Dr. Bregan on many times, uh, and uh, and Royce on. But we want to have, we want to start rolling this out because I want everybody, everybody to get access to this. How do, where do they go now? How do they find out more information and more, info, you know, find out when it's going to be and what can they do? Super simple. Hopeisfuel.com. There's an early bid pricing. We're keeping the whole thing. If you want to uh, have access to the live Q&As and uh, merch discounts and personal training and tutorials, um, you can do that. If you want to just watch the talks for free and, and pay nothing and just enjoy the presentations, it's all at hopeisfuel.com. So everyone's welcome to watch. If you want to go deeper and get premium content, there's a, there's a ticket price, which is, I think, 97 um, earlier if you catch the early bird. So we think it's uh, extremely inexpensive for the value of even one of these speakers. Um, they might say one thing that'll change your life forever. And a lot of people, Steve, as you know, they're on the edge. They're white knuckling it. They're trying to get to the next paycheck. They're trying to get uh, to the next chapter in their life. And they feel like th- there's, there's this overwhelming tsunami of bad news. We want to be the antidote to the bad news by Big providing time. some good news. 
And we know you put on great stuff because they took you down the last time. That was, and by the way, I, I watched a lot of that. It was a fantastic conference. Hope is fuel. Grace and Captain Bannon will put it up there. Uh, we're going to have these guests on, the, the speakers. We're going to try to roll those out between now and the 18th. Patrick, thank you for putting this on. Thank you for the bravery of not, not letting them shut you down. Not, uh, Patrick Coffin is uncancelable. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Hope is fuel. Now more than ever. Um, let me go. I got Ben Harnwell, but I want to, Kathy Connor, Kathy, can you tell everybody, I want to make sure everybody gets a shot. It's still the day before in the general Oklahoma city area about our event, uh, tomorrow night, at 6 PM. Can you give people the details? Yes, Steve. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for what you're doing for Oklahoma this year. By announcing you as our keynote speaker at the Lincoln Reagan Dinner Saturday night, uh, we've really stirred up the establishment here. <laughs> Oklahomans need to hear this grassroots message. Maybe we should start a war room, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm going to be Natalie here. All right. All right. I, I'm <laughs> there are in. so many I'm conservative in. <laughs> Republicans. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There are so many conservative Republicans, so t- though, that haven't caught up. They don't know, um, you know, they don't have news that tells them the truth. So the Oklahoma well, County GOP is trying to make a difference. Um, we're standing up. We're establishing goals, building precincts, vetting and training candidates. And we're just trying to change the landscape uh, from the agenda of the progressive, because we've got it here, too. Steve Cortez is so oh, right. Man. Things are uh, changing right in front of us, and most people just aren't awake to what's happening. So come on, Oklahoma, Saturday night, February 25th, 6 o'clock. And if you're in the general area or not, come on in. Uh, We'll make it well worth it. The talk will be worth it. The location is superb. Uh, Kathy, I can't thank you guys enough for putting this on and for inviting me. Very humbled to speak Anytime at one of these Lincoln Day or Reagan Day dinners. I really appreciate it, ma'am. Well, and I'd like to say also to remind everybody, it is at the National Cowboy uh, in Western Museum. And we are having a golden ticket raffle. So we've got three exotic experiences that Oklahomans have given. And one is the Cedar Gate. You know, it's a sportsman's resort with skeet shooting and four-wheeling and kayaking. It's beautiful. So, um yeah, come on out. We really would love to see you. Kathy Connor, thank you very much. We're going to put it up on all of our chat rooms. Make sure we push it up on the website today. So thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Oklahoma City. Okay. Can't wait. Bye-bye. Thank you, ma'am. The grassroots everywhere, taking over parties, uh, building precincts, uh, getting precinct commitment. This is going to save us. And Harnwell, we need saving right now. Harnwell, I need you on to tell me about the first year, uh, this anniversary of this brutal war in Ukraine. Uh, give us your assessment, because I told you that you've been saying the sociopathic overlords, and I actually stole your, your, your saying to put it up on one of my Getter News thing. They're already talking about the biggest reconstruction just... since World War II. It's unbelievable. Give us your, give us your thoughts and analysis, sir. Well, one sociopathic overlord today, um, which is Ben Wallace, who's the UK defence minister, um, somewhat honestly told the British public that uh, war is coming to Britain. Um, now, at least that means Britons can, can uh, if they're going to be informed on the truth, they can make appropriate 
choices at the ballot box. Um, but there's a debate that, st- that seems to be starting to take place in the UK. There's no sign of that from the governing party, the governing administration in the United States, however, um, which is just a mixture of happy talk and gaslighting. So in common with all other media, Steve, today is the, the first year anniversary of this tragedy, entirely avoidable tragedy that is the war in Ukraine. And whilst other um, um, media outlets are pulling up um, photos of bombings, specific bombings of hospitals or what have you, um, as, as, their, uh, as their key moment of the past 12 months, I have chosen a different story, and I'm going to come to it okay. right hey, after the on, break. Uh, 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 yeah. Hang on one second. We're going to take a short break. We've got Ben Har- Harnwell in Rome. Uh, we are packed, uh, and we've got uh, a five to seven show that's packed. Tomorrow is going to be uh, amazing. You're not going to want to miss that as we go through the entire world situation right now, the economics of it, the war of it, all of it. Okay, short break. Ben Harnwell, back in a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we started with uh, the celebratory nature of Morning Drew, MSNBC, and all this, uh, right? The uh, the buddy uh, movie that is Zelensky and Biden. Although the engine room tells me it's not a buddy movie, it's a rom com. A rom com. Um, ben uh, Ben Harnwell, we're going to end with you. Your assessment of where we stand on this first anniversary of the beginning of the th- the kinetic part of the Third World War, sir. Well. Steve, this is an absolute tragedy. Um, I'm going to get the the guys in Denver to pull this up in in just a moment. But my story of the year um, is really a a story here of a politician, right? We're not going to go into the the carnage of the the, the thousands of families and children blown to smithereens by this war that never needed to take place. Like rats leaving a sinking ship, this is a story that goes back to March the 21st of last year, which is basically less than a month after the war started, and a politician's wife was caught on the um, on the Ukrainian-Hungarian border smuggling out of the country the equivalent of $29 million in suitcases full of cash. The politician in question was uh, uh, called Igor Kotvititsky, who was a friend, is a friend of uh, Zelensky's first interior minister, Arsen Avakov. Um, and he's an oligarch, a nuclear energy systems um, guy. So that, that's, that's how he made his money. Also a member of parliament. Um, and that, for me, Steve, is the lingering memory of this war. Whilst American taxpayers and Italian taxpayers and German taxpayers and British taxpayers are funneling money in, um, and I saw that MTG called for an audit 
just a, a full audit on all the money that the US has given over and, and out, over to Ukraine an, an hour or so ago. Well, all this money has been going over there to Ukraine with very little accountability. The oligarchs um, were, were t- taking money out. So no real, you know, this. I was following this story. They said that the charges were going to be pressed. And we only know this because the Hungarian, I mean, presumably the, the Ukrainian border officials were bribed. Um, the Hungarian border officials were, were, the, were the folks who brought this to attention. The, 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 this hit the international press for a very short period. In fact, it was memory hold so quickly as I was watching it, I got whiplash just watching it uh, get, go down the memory hole. Um, the press had indicated that criminal charges were going to be filed. I did a full investigation before coming on the show today. Zero reference to this case one year on. Um, and the only reason we know about it is because the Hungarian border controls brought it um, uh, to attention. So how many? There you, there you can see that the suitcases full of cash um, uh, that, that were confiscated by the Hungarian border guards. And of course, the, this guy, this this politician put out a press release saying that um, it's all it's all made up and it didn't happen. I don't think he was aware that the Hungarians were taking um, photos of the suitcases. Um, and that, I think, uh, is the split screen that I'm going to take away um, of from the the contribution made to global peace and security being made <laughs> by our sociopathic <laughs> overlords. If I have, if I have, look, no, when I when I chose this story, Steve, you know what you know you know what I was laughing at. You said the you set my getter feed on fire a couple of weeks ago when you referred to to my beady eyed cynicism. Um, and I thought, well, I don't want to prove I don't want to prove you right, right, in your evaluation of me. But I could not pick this article. I could not pick a better representation yes. of the tragedy <laughs> no, of this war so than these oligarchs no. like rats leaving no. a sinking ship. It's sick. Um it is we're, sick. We're fighting, it is we're, sick. And we're fighting we're 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 fighting to the last Ukrainian. That's the tragedy here. Mm-hmm. This is why Millie do we have it do we play Millie one more time before we go? Just tell me when it's ready. Millie tells you it's going to get to a negotiated settlement. You're going to end up killing tens of thousands more Ukrainians now. Let's I want to play General Millie, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, real quick. Let's go ahead and hit it. If we're lucky, touch wood, uh, uh, the diplomats will enter the fray here and, and, and they'll get to a negotiating table at some point. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, President Biden, President Zelensky, uh, every European leader has said the same thing, which is this war will end at a negotiating table, and that's probably right. Zelensky says that Zelensky is accusing Kamala Harris is with Zelensky saying that they're guilty of war crimes. We have definitive proof. We formally determined that they're war crimes. How do you negotiate a negotiating table with we didn't negotiate with the Imperial Japanese staff. We didn't we didn't negotiate with the Nazis. No, it was unconditional surrender. We destroyed them. This is there's so much spin and misrepresentation. This is why we need Biden to come with a war powers resolution. We got to get even the rhino Republicans have got to force that. I know you want I know you're all shills for the defense industry. Ben, magnificent. The one I would like, uh, we'll talk about it maybe on Monday, the Financial Times story that showed that all the half the weapons we were sending over there, the small arms, were being funneled back to the gangs of Europe and it was getting to be a big problem. Also, the 5,000 shells a day, there's no way they're shooting 5,000 shells. They're skimming that off the top too. Harnwell, how do with, with your beady eyed cynicism? How do we get, how do we get to your war room, uh, Rome, and how do we get to all your content, brother? 
Steve, I, I, I wear that description um, like a badge of honor. So if folks want to um, to check out my PDI cynicism 24-7, they can go to my getter feed, which is simply my surname, at Hanra. Do keep an eye out for that today, um, because I'm going to be updating it when there's news from the UN Security Council on the vote that Russia asked Perfect. for for an independent investigation into the Biden regime's okay. covert sabotage yeah. of the Nord Stream pipelines. I've been well, bringing the result out to that on my, on my get speed. This is Seymour Hirsch. We don't know if that's correct yet, but we'll, we'll follow it. By the way, the reason I'm laughing is that I, I never more met a more um, idealistic, or I want to say naive, but but just non-worldly soul than Ben Harnwell won a many Monroe many years ago. We've turned, we've turned him into a cynic. Okay. Uh, Charlie Kirk cynic. in the uh, Real America's <laughs> cynic. Um, Charlie Kirk follows us. The Charlie Kirk Show. Stay here, Real America Voice. We're back five to seven. It's going to be lit. We're going to cover the UN and all of it. So much going on today. We'll see you back here at five o'clock. <laughs>